This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. The name of our current Bible study is Stormproof, and you're listening to Lesson 2. In today's lesson, we're going to continue the joy of observing Jesus feeding the crowd of 5,000 men, plus women and children, with only five loaves and two tiny fish. But before we dig into today's lesson, let me just remind you that I have a recently published book by the same name of this Bible study. I'd love to invite you to order your own copy of Stormproof so that you can enjoy these biblical storm stories in a different format. Stormproof, the book, is available on Amazon, CBD, and on my website, which is carolmcleodministries.com. Now, let's dig into lesson two of this storm story in which an insignificant member of the crowd helped Jesus to perform an unforgettable miracle. Stormproof, lesson two. Mark 6, 37. But Jesus answered them and said, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and spend 200 denarii on bread and give them something to eat? He answered and said, Boys, you can participate in this. Boys, you can help them out. You see, what I learned from Mark 6, 37 is that Jesus will never agree with my circumstance-driven answers. Jesus always has a better idea than I do. Jesus never births a solution from our circumstances, but it always comes from his miraculous and undying power. You see, we only see what we see, and he sees all of heaven's power. He said, you give them something to eat. The disciples saw the potential for a disaster for a hungry, ravenous crowd to turn on them. And Jesus saw the potential for a life-giving miracle. You know, Jesus always has a miraculous knack for involving his disciples in his answers. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Let me say that again. Jesus always has a miraculous knack for involving his disciples, of which you are one, in his answers answers. Jesus could have fed this tired, clamoring crowd without the help of his disciples, but he didn't. He looked at these boys and he said, you just do it. He answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and spend 200 denarii on bread and give them something to eat? You know, the disciples are still focused on sight, Based living. They're still looking at Earth's way of solving an issue. Now, let me tell you, 200 denarii was equal to about eight months 
of daily wages. So the disciples said, Hey, Jesus, you know, last time we checked, we didn't have $60,000 in our back pockets to feed this mob of hungry people. The disciples summed up the situation from human reasoning and found it hopeless. Well, that's because every situation that we're in is hopeless to our human minds. There was no way that this crowd was going to be fed. They were saying, Jesus, even if we had that much money, did you want us to walk to the closest Walmart to track down enough bread to feed this crowd of people and then somehow carry it back to this remote place? You know, no matter how they configured this situation with human reasoning, there was no way to make it work. There was no way to make it happen. There was no way that the disciples could feed the crowd in their own strength. What Jesus had asked them to do was impossible with a capital I. And you know, I have a feeling that some of you are facing atmospheric conditions today that are impossible with a capital I. And you just can't figure out a way to do it. There's no way you've got the money. There's no way you've got the strength. There's no way you have the education. There's no way you have the creativity to do what God has called you to do. But I want to tell you this, when we say no way, God says way. He's an expert of making a way where there seems to be no way. If what Jesus has asked you to do is impossible, you are in mighty good company, my friends. Do you think that Jesus would ever ask you to do something that you and he couldn't handle together? See, don't let your lack of resources or strength or ability blind you to seeing the available power of God in your situation. You know, often your meager resources are actually the starting point for what God wants to do through you. So how do you react when you are given an impossible task? by God the Father. What, how do you react when you encounter a situation that seems impossible with human resources? Well, let me tell you this. A situation that seems impossible with human resources is simply an opportunity for God to be involved in your life. Do what you can and trust God to do the rest because we serve a God who specializes in all things impossible. Mark 6, 38. And Jesus said to them, well, boys, how many loaves do you have? Go look and see. And when they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. So the disciples looked and they only saw five loaves and two fish, but Jesus saw the potential for a miracle. The disciples saw not enough and Jesus saw more than enough. The disciples saw lack and Jesus saw provision. The disciples saw a disaster and Jesus saw the makings of a miracle. Not only did the disciples not have enough to feed the crowd, but the gospel of John tells us that these loaves were barley loaves. They were the cheapest and coarsest of all breads. Barley loaves were the food of the poorest of the poor. It wasn't filet and lobster, if you know what I'm talking about. So they had five cheap, hard 
crusty loaves. And then they had two miniature fish about the size of a sardine. It wasn't sushi and cheesecake. It was Aldi's crackers and the cheapest can of generic tuna that you could find. Mark 6, 39 through 41. And he commanded them all to sit down by groups on the green grass. And they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food and broke the loaves. And he kept giving them to the disciples to set before them. And he divided up the two fish among them all. So I want to tell you, my friends, if you're listening today, bring your onlys to Jesus. Bring what you have to Jesus and see what happens. When Jesus is involved in your life, a mighty miracle is on the way. You might think that you only have enough to feed one pre-adolescent boy, but with the presence of Jesus stirred in, the miracle is exponential. It's the gift that never stops giving. When you give your onlys to Jesus, it becomes sufficient, and then it becomes more than enough. Jesus took what was available. He took what was given to him, and then he chose to look toward heaven. The scripture tells us that he took the loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, Jesus chose to look toward heaven. He didn't look at what was in his hands. He looked toward heaven, and that is a choice that we all have to make when dealing with lack and disappointment and even with tragedy. Will you let your circumstances consume you, or will you look to heaven's resources. My friend, don't make a career out of your troubles. Don't major on the minors that you have, but major on your provider who is the Lord that you serve. Will you only look at what's in your hands or will you extravagantly look toward heaven? Will you only look at what's in your checking account or will you look toward heaven? Now, Jesus took what the disciples had given him. He looked toward heaven. And the next thing that Jesus did, we see in Mark 6, 41, is that he blessed the food. Now, this is the Greek word eulageo, and it means to celebrate. It means to praise. It means to celebrate with loud praises. You know, Jesus thanked God the Father for what was in his hands. It wasn't a lot yet. It still had not been multiplied yet, and yet still he praised. Still he celebrated what God had given him. Now, this word eulageo, actually means a loud celebration. So he didn't bow his head and say, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. No, Jesus started loudly worshiping the Lord and thanking his father for what he had provided. He eulogioed. He spoke out loud and he celebrated the father. The disciples complained, but Jesus celebrated. I want to tell you this. Worship is the Petri dish where miracles are conceived. Worship stimulates the atmosphere where miracles thrive and grow. If you want to get through the next storm in life that you're going to face, then you must, you legeo, you must worship the Lord.
Now, what did Jesus do? He took what had been given to him. He looked toward heaven and he celebrated. And then the fourth thing that he did is that he began to give away what he had been given. Every time the disciples came back for more, there was more. He divided up the two fish among all the disciples. Mark 642 tells us they all ate and were satisfied. The disciples took what Jesus gave them and gave it away to the starving, hungry, ravenous crowd. You know, whenever I read these scriptures, I I love to, to really put some life into them. And I wonder if Matthew, the tax collector, was saying, let's take inventory. How many people? How many loaves? I, I can't keep up with the count. And I wonder if Thomas, the one who had a hard time believing what he saw, said, I just can't believe it. I'm seeing it with my very own eyes, but I just don't believe it. And I wonder if John, the beloved and gentle disciple, kept saying, Jesus loves you so much. We we just love you. That's what this is about. It's, a, it's about a sign of love from the Father. And I wonder if Peter, the impulsive and outspoken one, was throwing the rolls like footballs across the crowd saying, here, catch, here's another one, go out long for a pass. My friend, the point is this, start to give away what you have. Start to give away what you have been given. Generosity is the fertilizer for a miracle that's been conceived in the soil of worship. You know, Luke 6.38 has forever been one of my favorite go-to verses. And it says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. You'll never be able to outlove God. You'll never be able to outdream God. And you will certainly never be able to outgive God but I'm going to spend my whole life trying. How about you? So Jesus and the disciples fed the whole crowd and the Bible tells us that they were all satisfied. Now don't read these words historically. Read them enthusiastically. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Holy Spirit, surely you jest. These faithless, controlling, opinionated disciples did not hand out only bite-sized or d'oeuvres to the crowd. It was not a meager lunch. It was a massive banquet feast. It was Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter dinner all rolled into one. They were all satisfied. Mark 6, 43. And they picked up 12 full baskets of the broken pieces and also of the fish. 12 baskets is significant because there was a basket for each disciple. Each disciple had a doggy bag to take home to remind them of the goodness of the Lord. There were leftovers for days, all because Jesus was there, all because Jesus showed them how to eulogio God the Father, all because Jesus demonstrated the power of generosity. I wonder If Jesus had a conversation with them at at this point, and if to the former tax collector, Matthew, Jesus might have said, Matthew, I dare you, just try to count what's left over in these baskets. I wonder if to Thomas, the disciple who would later become known for his doubts 
about Jesus' resurrection. If if Jesus said to him, Thomas, can you believe it? Can you believe it? You're going home with leftovers. And I, I wonder if to Peter, the disciple who would later declare the Father's revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, if Jesus said, Peter, what does this miracle say about who I really am? And I wonder if to the disciple whose life would become infused with the theme of God's love, if Jesus said, John, see this demonstration of my abundant love for all people. Mark 6, and there were 5,000 men who ate the loaves. Now, this word men is the Greek word andres, and it means not people, but specifically male individuals. There may have been as many as 20,000 people that day who were fed on five loaves, really little rolls, and two dried up sardines. Jesus took the not enough and made it more than enough. Jesus took the minuscule and he worked wonders with it. You see, in the hands of Jesus, little becomes much. If all you are asking about is what is in your hand, you'll always be frustrated. But if rather than asking, is this all I have? What about me? What what if the tragedy had not happened to me? If asking those types of questions, you can say to the Lord, what can I do for you, Jesus? Jesus, is there anything I can give to somebody else? The blessing will be enormous. It will be gargantuan. You will have leftovers in abundance. What Jesus was given by his disciples was insufficient, but in his hands, it became more than enough. Actually, what Jesus was given by his disciples was laughable, but in his hands, it became laudable. When we give our resources to Jesus, they are multiplied. You see, the miracle is never found in the size of the loaf, but it is always found in the power of the Lord who has promised never to leave you or to forsake you. Now, this is the end of today's teaching, and we haven't even studied a biblical storm story yet, but we're going to do that next week. We had to study the miracle of the loaves and the fishes today so you would understand the atmospheric conditions that transpired before Jesus sent the disciples into a storm on the lake. I hope you'll join me next time for Stormproof, Weathering the Tough Times in Life. Well, next week on Stormproof, we're going to cheer Peter on as he attempts to walk on the sea with Jesus in the middle of a vicious storm. I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email me at carol at carolmccloudministries.com. You can also grab lots of encouragement from visiting my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. And now, before you go, let's pray. Jesus, we love you so much. Lord, we just want to tell you that we're determined to love you and to praise you and to look to you as our provider. Thank you for your continual presence in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.